You're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, it is Monday, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Beautiful, beautiful day. Should be a very nice week ahead of us as well, so hopefully you've gotten outside and enjoyed the nice weather that we're having. Not quite as nice as Phoenix, although pretty close. So I'll explain the Phoenix weather here in a moment. Barrett Jackson over the weekend, so I'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Uh, in Friday's Impossible Question, which I wasn't here, so thanks, Andy, for filling in. I appreciate it. Name the actor who was originally cast to play Shrek. That was Chris Farley. So he recorded about 85% of his lines before passing away December of 1997. So ultimately they brought in Mike Myers to do that instead, which I did not know. Did you know that story, Charlie? I did not know that. So there's your answer to Friday's Question of the day. Today's impossible question. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. About a month after the Statue of Liberty's 1886 dedication, it became a working lighthouse for 16 years. How far did the light from the torch reach? That is the question of the day. It's dumb Charlie, I think, so I would have no guess on this. Um, Here's my answer, or I should say here's the hint. Much farther than I would have ever guessed. That's my answer. Much farther than I would have guessed. So you guys can take a good guess, put that up on the uh, RushToReason.com website. Genesis 1-3 Electric, uh, they were going to do their best to be here today, but just didn't get a chance to to be here. And as I always say when we have our, our sponsor segments and they just don't have a chance to get here, hey, work happens, and I fully, fully understand that. And uh, Dustin, uh, if you're listening, thank you for all that you do. We appreciate it. And if you need any electrical work, and and folks, in today's world, with the sophistication of where things are, all of the different codes, even knowing what the codes are, the changing of the codes, there's some things I even learned the other day that the code had changed on that I had no idea, and it has to do even with, with kitchen islands and things along those lines. The code Changes, not continually, but they'll do updates on, I believe, and you guys that are electricians can quote me on this, but I believe it's on a two- or four-year cycle, and I don't know that for sure, and I know some counties and some cities do that differently regardless, and I don't know how close I am on that. doesn't matter. What I do know is the code changes. It gets updated, and one of the things that you need to make sure in your home is that you're doing those things according to code because if and when you go to sell your home, some of those things that may not be passing of code on down the road could come back to bite you. So the last thing you want to do is have a bunch of electrical work done, not have it be up to code, and then down the road have to redo it. And here's something else most people don't know, and this is nothing against this industry. 
There's a lot of handymen out there. Handymen, in a lot of cases, even though they're not supposed to, will do wiring. They will do ceiling fans and switches and so on. Now, I believe this is the case. You're technically not supposed to be able to charge anybody for electrical work unless you're licensed to do so. Which means electrical work done by most handymen are not technically, I shouldn't say correct, because the handyman may be doing everything to code and you may be okay, but you may not either. Because it depends on the handyman and how true to code they're being when they do something. Point is, when you hire an actual electrician that's licensed, bonded, insured, and so on, it changes all of that. And it will change it accordingly, even when it comes to price and things along those lines as well. Just like on the automotive side, the more qualified you are, the more tools, training, and experience you have, the more insurance you carry, etc., the more costly it becomes. So, point being, electrical is one of those things that you don't really want to mess with. You want somebody that really understands how all of that works, and Adam from uh, Genesis has actually been out to my place doing some things, and I will tell you, very solid. They know exactly what they're doing. There's no issues there whatsoever. Feel very confident in that end of things with them. And if you want that same confidence, and I am somebody that can do electrical work myself. Now, when it comes to the code and all of that, against you doing anything on your own, but even if you're going to do it on your own, make sure you're doing it to code so, you, again, you don't have any problems down the road. And if you don't understand electricity at all, just leave that to the professionals. Call Genesis 1-3 and have them do it for you. So Genesis 1-3 Electric, you can always find them at klzradio.com. Ask what special they might have right now. They also have financing available. I do know that. Give them a call. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric owner Dustin Fulton follows his faith in how he runs his business. Dustin's brother was a master electrician who taught Dustin the ropes. Then when his brother left for law school and took his certifications with him, Dustin wanted to continue his dream. He got his master electrician certification and the rest is history. Now as owner of Genesis 1-3 Electric, Dustin has made biblical values central to his philosophy with several of his kids working for him. Dustin relishes every opportunity to teach all his employees Christ-like values and the importance of taking care of others, which has allowed them to help their clients in ways that other contractors lack. Excellence and integrity are two of Genesis's core drivers that Dustin dutifully passes down to his kids and employees alike, and it's been that way since they started. For the highest quality electrical services, reach out to Genesis 1-3 Electric at klzradio.com slash light. And let there be light. Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith wants to help you with your future finances, the planning of making sure you're getting there and being accountable at the same time. He holds seminars from time to time and has one coming up as well. In fact, it will be February the 10th. Give him a call today. Get registered for that. Find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can develop a solid, cohesive retirement strategy that makes sense in the context of your very specific needs. You've been making moves toward retirement your whole life and likely have assets in different places. Al can simplify it for you. Having a simple retirement plan and a single point of contact means when you're gone, your family won't have to guess where your assets are. 
It means your children won't find out in 20 years that you had funds in probate that they could have used. Having a solid plan and an agent to manage it means you can take advantage of financial products with high return and modest risk. And most importantly, it means that someone will be on your side when you can't make those decisions on your own. Give Al a call today for a free consultation and get started on your retirement strategy by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Roof Savers of Colorado. Uh, They'll take care of whatever you need when it comes to your roof, Dave Hartwell. And when I mean by take care of anything you need, if you want a replacement, you've got a problem, insurance, etc., you maybe had some past storm damage, you need something taken care of, uh, he can do all of that for you, including the extending the life of your roof. Commercial roof, residential, doesn't matter what it is. Roof Savers of Colorado, 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, is solar a good fit for you? There's only one way to find out, and no, that's not by stopping at the booth on your way out of Sam's or Costco. That's by calling Level Engineering Alan Davis and asking him to do an evaluation of your roof, your home, your bills, etc. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money. But the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert, so talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Give you a little update over the weekend, the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auction, which my son and I may talk about a little bit at 4.30 as well. But good auction. Uh, one of the things I always look at is not only just the cars that are there. I mean, the quality of the cars are typically uh, way up there. I mean, that they seek out those types of cars. And there's a lot of low-end cars as well. So, you know, somebody asked me even before going, you know, what can you buy there? Answer is 
you name it. Literally, as we were walking around looking at things, there's everything from a, there was an older, I'm not say older, but you'll know by the price what I mean, an older Mercedes SUV, a fairly decent car, wasn't pristine or perfect by any means, brought like 9500 I think the lowest price car I saw was somewhere in the six to 7000 range. And again, don't quote me because I didn't look at that low end of things. But there's some very low end cars there as well. So you can pretty much buy whatever you want, all the way up to cars that, you know, there was a few cars uh, Saturday late in the evening that sold for, you know, three million bucks or so. So really everything in between. But I really go to not only see what's going on in the auto industry, what cars are trending, you know, what are some cars doing when it comes to the collectability. It helps me on my Saturday program, Drive Radio. Also, I think helps me during the week just gauging what's going on in the economy. You also get a good idea of are people spending, what's the vibe that's there. I mean, this is a place where not unlike a ball game or other places where a corn dog costs 22 bucks. Yeah. I just said that. Granted, it's a jumbo corn dog, but still, jumbo corn dog, 22 bucks. We met some other guys there from Colorado that we had a great time with, and we were sort of making fun of the whole, you know, food and the costs and so on. And yeah, it's one of those places where you go that is not for the faint of heart, yet a lot of people do. They bring their kids, family, everybody's there. And I will tell you that there was not a lack of people there at all. It was jammed. In fact, the first two days we were there, Just the security line to get in was a 15-minute wait. I felt like I was at the airport waiting to go through security. Only there's no quick way to go through. You can't have, you know, pre-check or anything like that. You just wait in line and and go through. So it was a very busy auction, which, again, I look at as what's the nature of the economy, not across the board. And some of you are going to say, well, yeah, John, but everybody there has got a ton of money. Actually, no, they don't. That's the thing that I'm trying to get at. No, they don't. Some do. Some don't. Now, the guys we were with, they were making fun because there's some, there's some folks there where the rich make fun of the rich, if you get what I mean by that. In other words, when you can afford to spend $3 million on a car, you can make fun of the guy spending $250,000 on a car. That's what they mean by the rich make fun of the rich. So there are those caliber of individuals, you know, they've got their own jet, they fly in, or they've got their own helicopter even they come in on. So, yes, there is that caliber of individual that regardless of what the economy is doing, they're going to buy whatever they want. It doesn't matter. In fact, in some cases, they do better when the economy is not doing well than they do when it is doing well. But the folks that are in, you know, that category where they're spending anywhere from fifty to $250,000 on a car, and yes, that's a, a wide range, but there are people there that are spending those kinds of dollars. In fact, there's some pretty good buys even down in the 20s, 20s and 30s. Regardless, you look at all of that and are prices above or below where they were a year ago? And I can always go back in and look historically at the auction and look at what things were done. A lot of it I can just do off of memory because you sit there, you watch enough cars come through. And the thing I also do is I try to walk on Thursdays. I take most of Thursday and just walk the outer skirts of the auction to see all the different cars that are there, the quality of, and so on. And I'll even record some of the uh, lot numbers so you can actually watch those cars come through and try to see what they bring price-wise to give you a pretty good indication of that quality car, you know, that type of car and the quality of what kind of dollars is it bringing. So I didn't see any negativity along those lines to where I felt like things are just crashing and there's certain cars you shouldn't own. There's always a trend with certain cars, 
this particular year, uh, the trend was Mustangs were pretty strong, Camaros were very strong, and early model, you know, Chevy pickups, Chevy Blazers, the, the, the 69 to 72, 67 to 72, I should say, uh, those particular vehicles, um, they're just outlandish, the kind of money they're bringing. It's absolutely, honestly, it's ridiculous. They really shouldn't be bringing that much money. There's no justification for them bringing that kind of money, but they are. And typically those are cars that people have gone all the way through and, and done a complete rebuild of and so on. But even still, uh, they're bringing just astronomical dollars. And one of them, I believe, even sold upwards of, if I gotta, I'm doing this from memory, don't have it in front of me, but around 300000 So bottom line, I will say this on behalf of Barrett Jackson. Uh, thank you for having me out as a media representative. I did appreciate that very much. So if, if they get a chance to listen to this, thank you for allowing me to do that. Second of all, if you ever get a chance to go out, it's sort of one of those bucket list items. If you've never done it, even if you're not a car person, it's well worth going to just to see all the things that are there. And there's a lot of things there that aren't even car related. I mean, there's everything there from memorabilia to buying apparel to gadgets for your house to you name it. You know, So in a way, it's sort of a stock showish feel if you go to the education hall of the stock show and see all the different things they have they've got one whole tent and it is a tent but it doesn't feel like a tent because it's so big and open and airy it's like a big huge coliseum in a way that's where they put a lot of those those booths and, and things inside of but you get the ability to look at all of those things and see all the cars and see all the people and feel all the excitement and watch all the television crews run around because it's televised uh, throughout. It's just really a kind of a spectacle, if you would. So if you're really into cars at all, and if you're definitely a car guy, you really need to take some time and go. It's it's a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and I've been several times now, and I've appreciated each one, and each one's a little bit different. But I will say this one uh, didn't disappoint. Tons of people. People were spending money. I didn't see anybody holding back on anything. There are, There's always those, you know, quote unquote deals. And my son and I may talk about that here in about an hour. There's always those deals. And there was a couple of cars I wish I actually had bought, but didn't. Uh, Wasn't planning on buying anything, didn't register to bid. I wish now I had, because there were some cars that you probably could have left in Phoenix, sold and made money and never even had to have transported them home. That's a whole nother conversation. But there are always those sorts of things. And that's why a lot of guys go to auctions is to either find that car they've always wanted a lot of the cars right now that are really popular, of course, are vehicles that, you know, guys that are my age, you know, I'm in my late 50s, and there's from the mid-50s to probably early 70s age-wise. There are individuals now that have the medium income. You know, the kids are all grown, gone. They've paid for the weddings. All that's, you know, gone. Maybe they're still working. Maybe they own their own business, whatever the case may be. But they've got some extra money. They want to buy that car they probably wanted to have in high school or maybe had, but because of through the course of events had to sell that car, do whatever the, you know, whatever the case was for them. They now have the ability to buy that car back. They're there looking for some of those types of vehicles, and that's what you see there. So, again, if you ever get a chance to go, I know I'm spending a little time on this, but it really, in my opinion, has a lot to say about what's the economy going to do moving forward. And in that arena alone i don't see any stumbling i didn't see any of that in the airport going to and from now i am going to take probably an early break here charlie because i want to come back and talk about dia and because 
I'm able to see things firsthand, and I don't travel a ton, but I travel enough to see the progress that's happening on the airport. And you saw a big article last week or big news stories last week about the train breakdowns, how long people had to wait to actually get on the train. We experienced a really, really slow train last night. I'm worrying the entire time, is this thing going to be broken down halfway between two concourses? And as a side note, whoever designed that airport, and never thought about putting up just walkways where you could go from concourse to concourse and never get on the dumb train, that should have been thought of from day one. In fact, when they built it, the city should have said, hey, city built it, of course, but they should have said, hey, as a redundancy, if people want to go ahead and do a walking escalator, and yes, I know you can only go so long, they have to get off, walk a little bit, get back on and so on, but those people that are healthy that don't need to get on the train, give them another option to go from corridor to corridor, terminal to terminal, That didn't happen whenever they built DIA. No one ever thought that far ahead, I guess, that they just thought that these things are always going to run. These trains will run no matter what. Well, the no matter what happened last week, and it made huge delays, and frankly, I don't think they were totally fixed as of last night when we came home. But I want to talk a little bit about DIA, the airport itself, the person running it, and just All of the things along those lines, if you have got a comment on DIA, you're more than welcome to join me here in just a minute. In the meantime, Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Now, if you've got any kind of a plumbing issue to where you've got a leak, a drippy faucet, a toilet you'd like to replace, you want to do an upgrade, a hot water heater's not working quite right, you name it, they can take care of any of those water needs, including the water going out of your house. Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing takes water quality seriously and has what it takes to bring clean, safe, and high-quality water to your home. Bad water in your home affects more than just taste. Those costly hair and skin products go right down the drain if you have hard water, pollutants, or chemical imbalances. Water quality experts may make your water taste good, but because they're only treating the symptoms of your water instead of the cause, you'll continue paying them every month for the taste of your water. High Fives plumbers can hunt down root issues, so treating your water with chemicals isn't always necessary. Clean water means your clothes will be brighter, your hair will be softer, and you'll stop cleaning stubborn water spots off mirrors and dishes. To find out all the ways that clean water can make you safer and healthier, just contact High Five Plumbing at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Clog my toilet one too many times. I'll call High Five for this. Call High Five for this. Your estate plan is a big deal, probably bigger than you would have ever thought. Make sure that it's dialed in with Michael Bailey Law. He's our mobile estate planner. Find him at klzradio.com. Another year, another promise to go to the gym, eat better, stop chewing your fingernails. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, has a resolution you will actually keep. 2023 has seen changes in your life that need to be addressed and expressed in a plan. Births, deaths, marriages, divorces, home sales and purchases, and so many more life events have a direct effect on your estate plan. Many people forget that these changes also alter your wishes for your estate, including what happens to your belongings, your money, and the sentimental items you cherish in the event you pass away. The worst possible outcome could be that someone gets something you did not wish for, or even worse, someone doesn't get what you did want them to receive. 
Updating your estate plan only takes a few minutes, so contact Michael today by going to klzradio.com slash estate and get your estate plan updated for 2024. All right, Dr. Scott Faulkner, if you're looking for a great doctor, actually somebody texted me this morning looking for his number, and his number, 303-663-6990. He is a board-certified internal medicine doctor, but he does things way differently than what you're going to get from a primary health insurance doctor, big pharma doctor. Dr. Scott, give him a call today. Again, 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal healthcare? Fear not, Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your healthcare to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com Now back to Rush to Reason presented by High Five Plumbing where every call ends with a high five Alright Rush to Reason Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 56. There's a big article, 9 News, about the trains at DIA and what happened last week. And there's an interview even with them to Philip Washington, who is in charge of DIA. Remember, this is an individual with literally zero experience running an airport. He did a dismal job at best of running RTD and then went over to DIA. He's... Oh, yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, he was trying to be named head of FAA, which would have been an absolute utter disaster. Luckily, that was averted. You know, that disaster got averted. But in this particular case, he is an individual, and I've never met the man. He might be a very nice man, and and I'm not trying to talk bad about that side of things. What I am going to talk bad about is how these particular positions, the head of RTD, the head of DIA, they've become a political position rather than a functioning position. And in turn, the transportation entities that are involved with those individuals are affected negatively by that because these people have no clue what they're doing. Absolutely zero clue what they're doing. You can look at DIA, and I I won't even get into my thoughts of the fact that I don't think Denver should even own it in the first place. It needs privatized, get Denver out of it. They don't need to be in the airport business anyways. I know every major city, every city for the most part, owns owns, uh, even small towns will run and own airports, which I don't agree with. I'll just put that out there. DIA, 
I don't care whether it's a DIA, San Francisco, went down to Phoenix, Sky Harbor, all of those are run typically by those cities. There's only but a few private-run airports in the world because typically the government of some form runs the airport. And they'll give you all sorts of excuses as to why they need to do it. Mostly it's because they can control things and there's revenue there for them. That's typically why they run them. Now, they could still have revenue if they privatized it. Because you put a contract together to where you get a certain amount out of each gate, each this, each that. You have the ability to actually still make money as an entity that owns the land and buildings and so on. But you have somebody else run it for you. Very easily done, by the way. So the, the, the excuse of, well, we make money doing it, we can't give that up, is just utter nonsense. You could privatize it and have it run way, way, way more efficiently than what it is now. I have to tell you that every time I go to the airport, and some of you listening can understand this, you just cringe at the thought of having to do it in the first place. Gone are the days of going on an airline and have it be exciting. When I was a kid, Charlie, I can remember just wanting to get on an airplane so bad. I, I, don't, I think the, the first time I ever went on an airplane, I was like 14 or 15 years of age. Prior to that, it was a dream to ever be on one. And even after that, it's like, man, I, you know, this flying thing is really great. And at one point in time, it was really a fun thing to go do. People dressed up. There were meals, especially for longer flights. It was actually quite the experience to go fly someplace. Uh, it's a bus with wings now. I'm sorry. For all of you that work in the industry, I'm sorry that I'm saying that. But literally, it's become a bus with wings. It's RTD with wings. It's all it is. Any of you that think otherwise... You think far too highly of it and yourself. It is a bus with wings. Yeah, if you're one of those few people that get to fly first class or whatever, maybe the experience is a little bit different. But uh, even then, it's still a bus with wings. And they really treat most passengers. There are some exceptions to this, I get. But they really do treat most passengers like you're riding an RTD bus. It's not much different. Going back to the running of our airport. Philip Washington, who, to my knowledge, is just a lifelong politician. I don't think Charlie private-wise, I, I think I did this story a couple of years ago. I don't think Philip's ever done anything in the private world. Somebody look that up for me, let me know, but I don't think Philip's ever, ever done anything in the private world. And to my knowledge, he's never really done well at anything he's done. RTD, now DIA. And for those of you that haven't been through DIA of late... It's a mess. Still, I don't know how many years later, we've been, there's been construction going on out there for eons. When it's all done, will it be nice? I don't know if it'll ever be done. Great question. He's in charge of that. These things should be taken care of. Now, they did a big interview between Nine News and Philip asking, and he, he, if you're the boss, you're the boss, if you could snap your fingers, what would the redundancy need to be? This is for the trains, as I spoke earlier. His answer, if I could snap my fingers and money was not an option, I would have a walkway from, of some type where if the train went down, we could have people walk to terminals. I know that's a long way, but that would be my option. A walkway with moving sidewalks and that sort of thing. Sort of what I was talking about earlier, by the way, which, by the way, should have been done from the get-go. Other proposals pitched to the airport include boring tunnels underground, building a gondola. Whatever the redundancy ends up being will cost money. DIA spends money it generates at DIA, and the airport's biggest revenue generator is from the airlines. Now, speaking of tunneling, uh, just call Elon Musk. 
he could tunnel in between each one of those very easily and either put a walkway or, as in the case of what goes on down in Las Vegas, the tunnel system there, he puts Teslas in and he can drive you back and forth. Now, I understand in this particular case where you've got carry-on luggage and different things, probably wouldn't be the best option. Point being, though, could you get a company like his, his boring company, to bore yourself a tunnel between each and actually put some sort of a moving walkway in? Sure. Absolutely you could. What's the cost? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they've even looked at that. Keep in mind that you only have to do it between two. You need two tunnels. Two tunnels. This is another thing I've never yet to figure out. Coming back on the train last night, it's slower than Christmas. And of course, I'm on Southwest, so you get on at sea, which the good thing is you get on at sea because you're making your way back to the terminal. You got to stop at B, you got to stop at A, then you go to the terminal. What I've never been able to figure out yet, unless you're dying, you're an invalid, or you're in a wheelchair, why are you getting on the train at Terminal A? There is a walkway bridge that probably takes, well, it does take less time, because I've done it. It's less time to walk the bridge than it is to go all the way down, wait for the train, get on the train, go to the terminal, get out. I can walk it faster. So I've yet to figure out, other than maybe it's just lack of communication on the part of the airport as to why anybody gets on the train from Concourse A. But last night, train's going slow, and it is jam-packed. There, I'm not joking you. There wasn't an ounce of... If you were a claustrophobic person, you shouldn't have got on the train last night that, that my wife and I got on because it was that wall-to-wall people. You couldn't move once you got on the train. So nobody at A was going to get on that train unless somebody got off. And no one got on because it was that cramped. So bottom line, I, I think it's just lack of communication. And these are things that even those, in my opinion, the airlines that are bringing people into Concourse A should be making announcements that, by the way, if you'd like to speed up your process of getting your baggage or getting to the terminal, going to wherever it is you're going, if this is your last stop and you're getting out of the airport, Use the walkway, the bridge that goes over. Here's where it is. Here's how you find it. And you would eliminate a lot of people even getting on the train at A. I know I'm digressing. I've yet to figure out why people use the train to even go to A. There's other ways to do it. I don't understand why that's not communicated better. Bob, you're up. Oh, hi, John. Hey, uh, welcome back. I uh, watched Bart, uh, Barrett Jackson. I didn't see you one time. Oh, there was a lot of people there, Bob. I, I had my eye out for you, but... You there didn't. was a lot of people. Oh, yeah, they they talked about the uh, footprint of that place is the size of 18 football fields. <laughs> yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's it's a very... Uh, yeah, thank you, by the way, Bob, for... I don't know that I explained that very well initially. It's a very, very, very large complex and larger than most people would imagine. This is not some small like little stock show complex we have here in Denver where they run a few cars through. No, no, no. It's much bigger than that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Thank fun. you, by the way, for saying that, because, I, yeah, I didn't mention that. You're exactly right. Well, getting back to airlines. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm an Uber driver, and I occasionally I drive people to uh, what is now uh, Rocky Mountain uh, Airport. Yeah, up in Broomfield. Yeah. Defco, yeah. Right. And there's one commercial. It's, it's generally uh, general aviation for the most part. But there's one uh, commercial 
airline there. It's called JSX, yep. and people absolutely love it. But it only goes to four or five places. Yeah, but Phoenix know. being one of them, I could have actually done that, and I keep I keep threatening to do that, Bob. I, I think maybe the next time I do that, I'll actually give that a whirl just to see how it goes. Well, they say the, the plane holds a uh, uh, crew plus... Uh, and the crew is a pilot, co-pilot, and two flight attendants, and 30 passengers. And they say it's like flying on somebody's private jet. It's just wonderful. I've heard that. I, I'm going to give it a whirl just for grins. I'd like to. And it's not that expensive, Bob. It's very reasonable, actually. You're right. So anyway, uh, uh, DIA has uh, outgrown itself already. Yes. And uh, we need some other airports. That, that uh, uh, Rocky Mountain could be one. There's a, an airline or an airport up in, near Loveland, Berthet. There's another one near Longmont. There's, uh, well, there's Colorado Springs. They step, instead of building another big monstrosity like that one, because you've got to have a big footprint to build an airport. You do. Uh, start spreading out a lot of this, uh, you know, a uh, little more than uh, general aviation, not quite big commercial and spread them out between these other airports and and, uh, and expand them, put the money there. Problem so that, with that, Bob, and I, I don't disagree, but the problem you've got is even at Rocky Mountain, I haven't talked about this yet, but the neighbors up there, as you know, there's a lawsuit now against, you know, as usual, airports there for eons since I've been a little kid, been there for eons. Of course, Rock Creek gets developed, a lot of other things around that area start getting developed. All the neighbors now are irritated. They're doing lawsuits against that airport itself and the airport authority and this, that, and the other because they don't like the noise. They don't like this. They don't like that. And I'm thinking to myself the entire time, Bob, then why did you move there, you knucklehead? Well, that's that's true. And, uh, you know, uh, our, our newest airport, the people call still call it the new airport. I call it the latest airport. Uh, it opened this last December. It was 29 years ago. You know it was in the planning and construction stage for 10 years. Correct. And there was no residential around it at all. Now, now look at Pena it. Pena Boulevard is so crowded. Yep. They're going to have to expand it at least two two more lanes on each side. Correct. Because people have flocked there, built apartments, condos, and single-family homes. And, as, and really quick, as you can attest, the trains are empty running to and from. They thought that would alleviate some of the pressure on Pena Boulevard. It's done nothing, Bob. Well, the, the problem with the train going to the airport, and people really don't understand this, they think they have to go downtown to board that train and go to the airport. That's not true. You can get on any, any RTD uh, conveyance, let well it be bus, uh, another light rail, or anything. And the fare is the same. It's $10.30. Right. Now it does have to take you to Union Station, right. and then you get on the A line. That's then, right. The downside, but, Bob, for most people, myself included, is the extra time that takes, it's not worth it. Right. Okay. It, it's now, just, it, and, and that's, by the way, the Bob, that's why it's not being ridden, because at the end of the day, people drive out because the train is not convenient. Well, or they take an Uber. But, or the okay, Uber, yeah, me, exactly, exactly. Let's, let's get back to privatization of transportation. Now, uh, from my neighborhood up here in the north end of Thornton, I pick up people, take them to the airport. I get on E-470. It is wonderful. $5.30 toll for the rider. I can get them to the airport in 22 minutes and no traffic. Mm-hmm. The road is in perfect condition. In the wintertime, it's uh, bare pavement, no snow on it. It's always maintained. There's, it's 75 miles an hour. Everybody does 80. Uh, 
and there's no accidents on it. Nobody pulled over for speeding, and you get that's you know why it's private. Right. Okay. Did you know that I I think you probably know this, but the toll lanes from uh, the toll lanes from uh, Broomfield to uh, Boulder on 36, the toll lanes those are private. Yes, they are. Uh, on uh, I 70 up in the mountains, those are private. The, right. The toll lanes are right. private. Uh, on 470 down, uh, you know. Well, the northwest, the entire northwest parkway is private, also. Yeah, I-70 now has HOV lanes. They're all private, right? And they're they're wonderful. Yeah, they yeah, for, they work, Bob. Um, they eliminate the congestion. I know a lot of people don't like them, but at the end of the day, they have actually served their purposes. Another example of where you can privatize things and have it work very well. The airport being another one of those you could do. But no, to your point, we, we did not, this town did not think out far enough. We had no visionaries. Well, I, let me, I go back, Bob. Let, let me go backwards. I'm not saying that correctly. We had the opposite of visionaries in this state. We had people like, you know, Love and others where they basically said, if you, if you don't build it, they won't come. That was their mentality. So in turn, we're reaping those ramifications today of decisions made 50, 60 years ago. Oh, yeah. Remember, uh, uh, who was our governor that uh, put the lamb? Dick they Lamb. Put the kibosh on the Winter Olympics. He yep. also said old people have a duty to die. That's exactly right. Yeah, th- those people had a vision of not expanding. They wanted Denver to stay small. The reality is, is and I'll let you go, Bob, but as you know, that just wasn't going to happen. So good stuff, though, Bob. Thank you very much. Craig, hang tight. I'll give you plenty of time. Get you right after we come back from the break. k and Home Transitions is next. They'll take the stress out of buying or selling a home. 720-437-8210. When you have an inherited home, you need a real estate advocate on your side to know where to start. Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions are here to walk you through the steps with complete transparency. They also know exactly what will make a house sell, and they work exceptionally hard until your inherited home is sold for the highest price possible and as quickly as possible. Inherited homes often need a lot of work, as we have mentioned many times, and Kat and Robin know how to get everything done with their network of contractors and partners. They also know when you should spend money on a fix and when to wait because the repair or remodel is not worth the benefits. Cat and Robin are your true real estate advocates, and they protect you from the mistakes and bad decisions that are bound to happen without their experience and advice. You must contact Catherine and Robin to get your inherited home sold. Just go to klzradio.com slash home or call 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels, if you've thought of a remodel project but didn't know even where to start, they can help you with all of that from beginning to end. klzradio.com is where you find them. Don't just hire any remodeling company. Bring in the team of experts from Premier Home Remodels. A handyman in most cases is not licensed nor insured. He cannot address the precise design and detail that Premier can. You need to rely on Premier's trusted design build team that will work through the many layers a remodeling project presents. Their team of specialized tradesmen know the structural issues that can arise and they are the problem solvers to fix it. Premier's network of vetted and insured experts also allows them to quickly resolve the issue with the right specialist right away. Premier insists on doing right by you, so they always have the correct fix for every issue. 
for all of your interior and exterior home improvements, work with the trusted and experienced team Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, ask about their upgraded furnace options. They've got financing available as well. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, find them at klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC wants to show their appreciation for this community they serve and care deeply about. So they would like you to nominate one special family to be blessed with a toasty warm house in 2024. If you know a family with an inadequate or broken heating system in their home, simply submit their name on klzradio.com HVAC with details about why you think that family is in need of a new heating system. Maybe their furnace is broken. Maybe it needs replacing. Cub Creek will review the nominations and pick one lucky family to receive either free service repairs or free equipment to get their heating system working the right way, right away. Cub Creek Heating and AC are Ream certified pro partners, so you can trust in the quality of their work. Don't wait. Head over to klzradio.com slash HVAC and nominate a family for the Cub Creek Furnace Giveaway now. Were you shocked like I was to find out that the radical left has been targeting elementary age kids with their ideology for decades? They have been sowing gender confusion, communist thought, and their woke agenda with amazing success. Finally, there's something you can do. Join the counteroffensive. Everything counts. Hi, my name is Tom Lozano, and I'm the director of a children's ministry designed to bring God's truth to kids with fun and laughter. For 30 years, I've been entertaining kids and sharing the gospel with puppets and object lessons designed to build faith in a biblical worldview. How can you help? Help us reach the next generation. We need resources to be able to do everything we have a vision to do. Jesus said the fields are white for the harvest. We use everything that you give to reach more kids with the gospel. Visit our site on klzradio.com children to learn more. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And we are back. Craig and Wheat Ridge, what's going on, Craig? Happy Monday. Hey, John. Same to you. Uh, you know the problem with having a city-owned airport or building a new airport? Now, I want to remind everybody that DIA is probably the, the most recent, newest airport to have been built in the United States. Now, I'm talking about a major That's airport. probably true. You, I don't think you're off on that, Craig. I'm, I'm sure you're, you're correct in that. Okay, now... If it's city-owned, who's going to finance it? The taxpayers. How are you going to get people in Denver to say, we need another airport that DIA is too congested, too busy, takes too long to get through security, it's a hassle, we need a new airport? Do you think the taxpayers are going to say, oh, sure, I'll give the city some more tax money? No, and, and again, that's why I think that model, Craig, has got to change where you start looking at some private investors that come in and do that instead of relying on taxpayer funding and so on. Now, I get it when it comes to large transportation projects like an airport, there's typically some federal funding dollars that are available. And there's, you know, we could debate that one all day long, whether that's correct or not. I don't think you're ever going to change that. Those dollars are always going to be available. But we could change the model of how that works greatly. There's no reason for a city to own them. 
Now, as far as your walkways, I understand it's a redundancy thing where your trains are not working. You've got a way of getting people Correct. from one. Even one, just a uh, walkway with, or even just a tunnel that you walk by foot, Craig, would still eliminate a lot of people's, you know, a lot of the issues that we had last week with the trains. Yeah, but I, I think one thing you don't understand, people by nature are generally pretty lazy. Oh, they are. No I doubt. Have, I have family members that complain if you try to do the, the walkway, you know, by the time they, they walk from getting off to the train, to the baggage pickup, to where their car is parked, they're complaining about how far they just walked. Now, do you think you're going to get people to walk all the way from the far north gate to the terminal and add that extra walking? Hell, if the, tr- I, if I the trains are down, yes, because they don't have any other choice. I mean, I and I'm not talking about using it. You know, most people, Craig, to your point, wouldn't use it on a daily basis. They're going to hop on the train instead because of speed. But if, if they were like even last night, I'll be honest, if I had an option last night, I would have walked. Well, I, I just see people in my neighborhood, they don't, they don't even walk. You know, I mean, the store could be three blocks away, and they'll get in their car and drive to the store. I mean, it's true. just, you know, people today are just not that, you know, I mean, in New York City, it's a way of life. That's how you get around. Right. You have to use public transportation. Hey, but, but you know, again, though, Bob, or, uh, Craig, back to Bob's point a moment ago, when they built... DIA in the first place. You know, some of this stuff should have been flushed out better, and they should have had some backup plans, some redundancy, which was, which again, just stupid that they never did some of those things. Dumb. Well, well, you know, another agency, and you and I have talked about it before, that's run by somebody that really has no idea what she's doing, and that's CDOT. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. No comment. Absolutely disaster. And, and- another example of somebody that never really had any experience in a job because of a political favor. Well, you know, I happen to travel down I-25 from, let's say, the Thornton area to the I-70 interchange uh, to go west on I-70. And I'm dancing around potholes that if I don't miss them, I'm going to knock my car out of alignment. Right. I'm going to blow a tire. Right. And it does not get any better. So, you know, I wish there was some accountability on what is being done with our gasoline taxes because it sure isn't keep our roads in good condition i mean um i think if they're you know you can look at some of those sections of uh concrete and i've spoken about this before again i'm going over old territory the i-70 area out there by e-470 either east or westbound i mean it's like ka-chunk 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 yeah no i can't argue that craig every time i get on them i'm reminded of exactly the same thing it's like where are all of the dollars going, well, and I can tell you, Craig, and you already know this answer, they're going to other pet projects Democrats have in this state, whether it be walkways, whether it be bike lanes, whether it be some you know, you know, know, fantasy world they live in project that they'd like to see happen. That's where the money's going, as you know. Yeah. It's not going well, to fix roads and bridges. You already know that. Well, I, I'm like what Bob said. I've, you know, I've heard about JSX. I think I was probably pretty aware of them uh early on and those smaller jets i've i've flown those before when you have to go into a larger airline right. and then take a smaller jet to a, a smaller city and you know y- you forget like you say how enjoyable it used to be when you could go into a terminal and you weren't overrun with people and you got on the jet and you took right off and and you mentioned Sky Harbor in Phoenix, and I, I still think they do a better job running that than DIA 
by far. Yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, every airport, I, I mean, I've been to enough of them, uh, Craig, every airport has issues. I guess it's just a matter of picking your flavor and what issues bug you the most. Right now, with all of the just disastrous, never-ending construction at DIA, makes it pretty miserable to travel through. Now, if you know your way around, it's not too bad. I always am very uh, sympathetic to outside travelers coming to Denver not knowing their way around, because, Craig, if you don't know your way around, it's a disaster. Yeah. Utter disaster. But I will tell you, there's parts of Sky Harbor that are really, really nice. There's parts of Sky Harbor that need bulldozed. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's parts of it that aren't any better than some of the, you know, you go down to that lower section of the B terminal out here at Denver, It's it. it there's places at Sky Harbor that look exactly the same way. Well, when you fly into LaGuardia in New York, it reminds you of the old Stapleton Airport, and it's constantly under construction. I mean, you know, of course, you're flying into a much bigger metropolitan area, and they they have two or three major airports to serve that area. Right. And, and, I'm, and I'm not, you know, I just, I'm not opposed to what Bob said. I'm just not sure here along the front range where you put a second one. The idea with DIA was to make it big enough you wouldn't have to do that. Unfortunately, it's outgrown itself. They haven't planned for those changes uh, effectively, Craig, and they haven't kept up with it like they should. You know, this construction going on right now is 10 years behind schedule, literally. Well, I think the Colorado Springs Airport, to the best of my knowledge, is expanding. And I believe I they are. More people, more people are becoming aware of, you know, making the drive to Colorado Springs. Yeah, the uh, only other option I think for us would be to put an airport somewhere up north between, you know, maybe maybe halfway between, you know, Cheyenne and, and Fort Collins or something, you know, something along those lines. But again, good luck on getting that one passed. It's not going to happen. Well, you know, you're going to have to go through a bunch of governmental. Yeah, hang on. And then what happens is the city of Denver starts fighting. They pull all their political favors in. They don't want the competition, of course, because they don't want anybody competing against them, taking away their revenue. So it's just not going to happen. Well, then that's going to require approval by the FAA. That's right. That's right. You got it. Craig, as always, got to run. Appreciate it, though, man. Good Good conversation. Always enjoy that. American National Insurance is next, folks. And speaking of transportation, your car is what you use to go from A to B. Most of you don't know this, but about three to four out of every ten drivers up and down this front range is not insured. So make, your, make sure you're properly insured, uninsured motorist, and so on. Paul Lewenberger, my good friend, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewenberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. I think you're right. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, some of you might have heard me make a comment back to Charlie. He was talking in my ear that some of these expansions that we're seeing in some of these airports are costing as much as the airport did originally. In the case of DIA, there's been some expansion projects across the country that are costing as much as what all of DIA did 
And that is part of the problem. It's getting so expensive now to even build some of these things or even go through and do the revamping of that I don't know what the next, you know, I don't know what the answer is on some of these things other than just keep working at it and put the money where it needs to go, not where it doesn't need to go. We'll be back. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reads and Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.